0: Hi guys, I'm Marie, and today I am bringing you the case of Tammy Pitkin. So on October 29 of 2022, at 10.52 a.m., dispatch receives a report from two hunters who had found an abandoned car on a dead-end surface road off of Highway 20, about 30 miles east of Sweet Home, Oregon. They thought that the vehicle seemed abandoned. The gray Toyota Camry had California plates, and when police ran the plates, they found that they were connected to a missing persons report that had been filed on October 26. The missing person was a woman named Tammy Pitkin. Tammy lives in Red Bluff, California, where she was a local realtor. Her and her husband had been going through a rough patch and had actually filed for divorce. And according to her sister... This divorce was not very amicable,
1: and so I have heard stories from police as well that they had to go by her house because she was just getting a little crazy. Okay. She set his um, his hunting decoy on on fire in the backyard. So she was she's an upset woman. She's yeah. she's uh, scorned. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, she loved Reese and I I can tell you when their marriage was good, you knew like they were so in love with each other. Like it was like a relationship out of a storybook. I mean, sure they had their issues, but.
0: So at one point their relationship seemed like a fairy tale and in the end it had soured. Tammy also had two dogs with her when she went missing, her dogs Coop and Trooper. Coop is a white, black, brown Jack Russell Terrier, and Trooper is a small to medium white dog with some tan patches. October 14 is the last day that Tammy was seen by her family, but they did not report her missing until the 26th. Her adult son, Colt, had seen her on the 14th. And then did she tell anyone that she was going on this road trip?
1: Colt knew. Colt saw her the night before she left. Because Colt always, um, his mom always watched the dogs, his dogs for him while he was at work. And so she would take them and walk them. and, And then she would bring them back home and that kind of stuff. And he would come pick them up. Sometimes, so he went to go pick up his one of his dogs, and she told him that she was going out of town. I probably the coast, I think, and because she loves the coast, our family anywhere along the coast, we're happy. So she um, said, "You know, I love you. I'll see you on Monday or something like that." And this was right around her birthday, so that it kind of makes sense. Hey, I'm going to go somewhere for my birthday.
0: But she indicated that she would be back by Monday.
1: Yeah. And of course, she wasn't.
0: So, at the time she left on the 14th, she planned to be back just a few days later on Monday. We do know some of her movements. October 15, we know that she purchased a prepaid phone card in Red Bluff, California. She withdrew $1,000 from a bank account in her name, that no one else seemed to know about. She got Taco Bell in Weed, California. She got gas in Glendale, Oregon. She purchased a prepaid Visa card in Sutherland, Oregon for $300. She made a purchase at a convenience store in Glendale, Oregon. Now, I was really curious why she was buying prepaid phones. And when I asked her sister why she didn't have her phone, this is what she said. Another question I had was, did she destroy any of her devices? Because I saw that she was using the burner phone. And one news report I read said that she had destroyed other devices. Like, do you know what happened to her phone and her laptop? Like the devices that she did have?
1: Those I believe most of the stuff from work is still with work they never took them and then the devices that she had she left there at the house and they weren't destroyed i think colt has them but they 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 can't seem to break into them they've tried and it's really weird because law enforcement didn't take them
0: then on october 16 she reserved a room at the best western in sutherland oregon with her husband's reward card but she paid cash on October 17, Tammy is seen at Rite Aid in Albany, Oregon, around 10:30 or 11. And this would be the last confirmed sighting of Tammy. And we know this because she is seen on CCTV.
1: They have her on video at the Rite Aid when she went to the Rite Aid and took the dogs out to go potty and to go in and get a lighter. But it's not from Rite Aid. It's from another business across from Rite Aid.
0: So it's probably not very good quality. Probably not. Okay, so yeah, I was going to ask you about CCTV footage. I'm. How did they positively identify her then if nobody saw it? Or do you think they took it to him?
1: Um, I do know that he was interviewed early on. And I think maybe Colt was too. And a lot of the things that are in the timeline that you read mm-hmm. came from... Receipts in her travels.
0: Like in her car? Yeah. Because she wasn't using her bank card, right? She was no. using like cash and prepaid stuff? Yeah. And then the next activity we have is October twenty-six when Tammy is reported missing. So from October 17 to the time that her vehicle is found on October 29, we have no idea where Tammy was. So police respond to this vehicle. They run the plates, they find that it belongs to Tammy, and then they search the car. Mountain Patrol investigators believe that her car was there at least one to two weeks before it was found, which means Tammy could have gone straight from this ride Aid on the 17th to the location of her car or soon thereafter. And they believe this because The dirt had no tracks in it, and there had been snow the week prior, which could explain why there are no tracks. So if the snow had come after Tammy had driven to this location, the rotors on her car showed resting, which indicated it could have been sitting in wet weather for an extended period of time. And in the car, detectives would find her purse with her ID, her passport, her social security card, and her birth certificate. They would find an overnight bag with toiletries and regular medication. They would find a gun. They would find leashes for her dog. Two Home Depot moving boxes, one with clothes and the other with shoes, and an extra key fob for her car that was in the trunk. Police believed that Tammy exited the car with her dogs and most likely had the following items on her person. Her burner phone that she had purchased her prepaid Visa card and all of her cash, a gun, so we believe there were two, and the other key fob for her car because her car was locked when police showed up at the scene. Investigators took DNA swabs from the driver's side door and steering wheel. Prints could not be recovered from the car because of the weather, I'm assuming the outside of the car, and as far as we know, DNA has not been processed yet by Lynn County. Or if it was, we did not hear what they found from it. They would search the area around her car for two and a half days, but they would find no sign of Tammy or her dogs. Investigators would release the car to Tammy's son after completing their investigation, and he would come pick up the car and drive it back to California. And just a couple weeks later, Tammy's husband would sell the car. Now, Tammy's half-sister, Erica, admitted that she had been estranged from Tammy for at least five years, but she has become committed to trying to find her sister and runs the Find Tammy Pitkin Facebook page.
1: I'm like, I'm determined because someone has to be my sister's voice.
0: Now, Tammy did not tell anyone where she was going, so her final destination is unknown but as far as her family knew, Tammy had no ties to anyone in the area that her car was found or even along the route that she had traveled. Tammy and her husband were in the midst of a divorce at the time of her disappearance, so is it possible that she had a connection that she didn't tell anybody about? I think that's possible. Or could she have simply been on a road trip to clear her mind? It was also close to her birthday. Or could she have been running or hiding from someone. There is behavior leading up to this that makes it seem like she might have been scared or concerned for her safety. Detectives,
1: like, initially th- were thinking that she was out of her mind because she kept feeling like she was being followed. Um, she was doing all kinds of stuff a month before she went disappeared, just like she went and. And got rid, like turned off her main phone, got a burner phone because she was convinced Reese had done something to keep track of her in her phone. I mean, now looking at that now, like she really was afraid of him. And so I don't know if it was just, oh, I'm going crazy and I'm also on drugs or if it was, no, really, something's going, something's not right here, and I need to do this. I need to protect myself. Like, when I was close with them before we all got were estranged, I really felt like he was the brother I never had. He was a great guy. Um, but all signs are pointing to not so great.
0: So I was going to ask you, because you said that she... Like, did she have any mental health issues prior to, I know you haven't been in contact with her really for a while, but like, is this something that was like ongoing or new?
1: No, this would be new for her. Um, but she's, she does have an addiction past. Like there's been lots of stuff when she was younger and she's an addictive personality.
0: So her mental state. Friends and family say that she was experiencing paranoia and mental distress at the time of her disappearance. We also know that she is going through a divorce. She had recently lost her job, but not everyone believes that foul play was not involved in Tammy's disappearance. And of course, there are sightings of Tammy after the last time she's seen on CCTV footage, but none of them could be substantiated. There's one that placed Tammy in Florence, Oregon, on or around December 5. A Safeway cashier believes that Tammy went through her checkout, but by the time police got this tip, the video had been recorded over as they only keep it for about two weeks. There are others that placed her in locations around Oregon and some even in California. But again, no positive identification on any of the sightings that are called in. And then we have a different kind of sighting. On January 27, a woman named Kara Dahl posted on Oregon Snowboarders and Skiers. Spotted, yellow lab retriever, Tombstone Pass. Driving Highway 20 late last night, there was a healthy looking yellow lab standing on the side of the road. Ran into bushes as soon as I stopped to get him. No cars around, no tracks off the side of the road. This was almost at the top of the pass. My friends about 30 minutes behind me saw it too and tried to call it over, was scared and ran deep into bushes. About 9 p.m. last night, was hoping someone here may know someone missing this dog, reported to Lynn County Sheriff, OSP, and ODOT. This spotting is about 36 miles from Sweet Home, Oregon, which means it's not far from where Tammy's car was found but it's also about three months later. On February 2, the Lynn County Sheriff's Office were actively searching for the dog that had been reported by multiple people at this time. And on February 10 of 2023, between milepost 55 and 61, Tammy's dog Trooper is found. And this is about one mile from where Tammy's car had been abandoned. And he was alive. Animal control was able to lure him with some food and he was skinny and traumatized but appeared healthy otherwise. So Trooper survived for almost four months out there, which is crazy. I was actually recently on a search for a missing dog that had gotten spooked at a campsite and he took off. The owner of the dog was able to find the dog but was not able to get to him. And the dog could be heard barking and howling late at night and early in the morning. But every time searchers went up to try to find the dog, he couldn't be found. After about two weeks, a group of searchers did see the dog, but the dog was so scared that it wouldn't come to them. And it took them a couple more days to lure the dog out into the open and get him back down the mountain, He had just kind of gotten stuck up there in an area that was hard to come down from. So dogs can survive for long periods of time. Is there a chance that somebody had this dog and then released it? Probably, but going by the dog's behavior and him being slightly malnutritioned, I think that it's very possible that he has just been out there wandering this whole time. Now, Erica is notified that the dog is found. And she does call Reese, Tammy's husband, still at this time. And this is how that went.
1: And I did talk to him once. I called him and blocked my number. And I mainly called him because one of her dogs was found and was in a shelter. And I was calling to find out if he was going to go get him. And he, he said, no, I told them they could just adopt him out. Well, then when I talked to the shelter, the shelter told me, no, no, he wanted us to put the dog down. And I'm all, are you kidding me? Why? Exactly.
0: So he doesn't want to pick up the dog, which I find very strange. It, it's all just very strange. I don't even know. And if he really did request to have the dog put down... I can't even handle that. Can't handle it. He would be adopted by a couple who lived on a farm and had a mini pincher for him to play with and seems to be thriving. So trooper's been found, but we still have no sign of Tammy or Coop. Missing flyer posters have been printed and posted. One of them reads: They reported me on 26 22 I was last seen by my family, ten fourteen twenty two. 22 I was traveling with my two dogs. My name is Tammy Pitkin. I am described as 5'4 and 160 pounds, with blonde hair, hazel eyes, and 54 years old. One dog and my car were found 30 miles east of Sweet Home, Oregon. Coop and I are still missing. If you have any information, please contact Lynn County Sheriff's Office. And I've actually never seen a missing persons poster that read in the first person like this. I kind of like it actually. During this time that Tammy is missing, bodies would be found. And this would cause a lot of speculation on social media about whether or not each one could be Tammy. Because yes, I said bodies. On February 21 of 2023, At 4.45 p.m., police responded to a report of a citizen finding a female deceased in a field at the dead end of 10th Street and Jefferson, Oregon. This is about 30 miles from Sweet Home, Oregon. The female was white, unknown age, about 128 pounds, and wearing a red tank top, capo-colored long sleeve shirt, green sweatshirt, green sweatpants, and black tennis shoes. She had a brooch attached to the green sweatshirt in the left chest area with a white pearl-looking piece in the middle. She is believed to have died from natural causes. So doesn't quite fit the description of Tammy, but this is also months after Tammy goes missing. On February 23, Of 2023, Douglas County Sheriff's Office posted, A Glide team located human remains in the forest southeast of Glide last week, about 123 miles from Sweet Home. On Thursday, February 16 of 2023, the Sheriff's Office was notified by a caller that his son, who had been antler shed hunting, located what were believed to be human remains in the Thunder Mountain area of Glide. Deputies located the area described and confirmed the presence of skeletal human remains. The Douglas County Sheriff's Office, Investigation Division, and Medical Examiner were notified and have been investigating the death since the discovery. Investigators have withheld a public statement about the discovery to collect evidence at the location, conduct follow-up, and to protect the integrity of the investigation. Working in partnership with the Oregon State Medical Examiner's Office, positive identification of the remains is currently being conducted. Anyone with information as to who the remains may belong to is strongly urged to contact the Douglas County Sheriff's Office. Now on February 27, Tammy's half-sister posted on the Finding Tammy Pitkin Facebook page that she had been in contact with both counties where the bodies had been found but was told that it would be a while as a lot of people had reached out to them. By March 14, the family would be notified that the body found in the Thunder Mountain area of Glide was not Tammy, but it would be 5.23 before an update would actually be made. And it would say that the skeleton remains discovered last month have positively been identified and next of kin has been notified. The decedent is Chris Hayward, 77 of Ashland. She was reported missing in September of 2022. On February 23, Stacy Pritchard posted on the Find Tammy Pitkin Facebook page, Tammy's expecting her first grandbaby in March, a baby boy. Tammy Pitkin, if you see this, please reach out to someone and let us know that you are okay. You have a huge support system. And we are all wanting to help you in any way. If anyone has any information regarding Tammy's disappearance, please contact the Lynn County Sheriff's Office. Please keep sharing and posting and inviting friends. Together, let's bring Tammy home. So when Tammy went missing, she did know that her son's wife, her son, uh, Colt, that his wife was pregnant. And she'd actually been going to appointments with her. So she was very invested in this first grandbaby that was on its way. On March 16, Tammy's sister posted that her DNA had been collected in case a DNA match was ever needed for identification. Well, yeah, because now they're finding bodies all over in Oregon. We're not done with that, by the way. But on March 29 of 2023, there was a possible sighting posted of Tammy. And this was in Sand Creek, Oregon. On Monday, March 27, there was a wreck in Sand Creek, Oregon. The wreck happened around 6.30 to 7 p.m. at Highway 97 and Sand Creek Station, about 20 miles from Shemalt, Oregon. The lady involved in the wreck was in a little black Toyota. She hid an Audi SUV, also black in color. Neva and her husband didn't see dogs with her but they may have been in the car and just not seen. Her hair was a little lighter than Tammy's, and she had on lots of makeup. The lady appeared to be the same height, weight, and age as Tammy. She had orange nails all done up, leggings on, and tennis shoes. She was definitely not dressed for the area. Neva asked her employees if the lady looked like Tammy, and they said maybe but with some weight loss and lots of makeup. She was acting super strange though, and her car was completely full of stuff. She wouldn't say where she was going or where she came from. State troopers responded and took her ID. She didn't want to call a tow truck, but finally did. The wreck was out in the middle of nowhere during a snowstorm. Neva thought she was running from her husband or something, which is why she wouldn't tell them anything. Tammy's sister said, while some of these things aren't consistent with my sister, anything could be possible, especially if Tammy is trying to hide. On April 14 of 2023, skeletal remains were discovered in a remote area in rural southern Jackson County. The scene was described as suspicious, but the remains were believed to be female. This is not really near where Tammy was. And it is eventually determined that they did not belong to her. But Tammy's been missing for a long time now. She could really be anywhere. In July of 2023, a one-day search with dogs and a drone is done in the area where Tammy's car was found, but nothing comes from it. One question I have, and maybe I don't know a ton about dogs, but... My question is, why didn't they take Coop, Tammy's dog that was found, back to the area where her car was and see if he leads them anywhere? Because as far as I could find, that has not been done. And maybe the dog is too traumatized. Maybe they don't think it would be good for him. I'm really not sure, but that would be something that I would want to see happen, I feel like. On 725 23 about two hours from where Tammy's car was found, two hikers out of Lincoln County located human remains in a dispersed campsite outside of Yachts, Oregon. The hikers collected a dog from the campsite and reported the remains. The site was about a half mile into thick foliage through rough terrain. Now, This is the only remains found that I could not find a verification for if they said it for sure wasn't Tammy or that they had identified it. And I did ask her sister Erica about this and she couldn't remember hearing back on this one either. But the fact that there's a dog at the campsite with the remains could just be a coincidence, but it could not be as well but we are also two hours from where Tammy's car is found. So I really don't know how likely it is, but I would like to know if this body was ever identified. On August 23 of 2023, at 10.20 a.m., 10 miles south of Albany, human remains were found west of a roadway near milepost 224, and that's about 29 miles from Sweet Home. So yeah, why are there so many bodies found in this one year span in Oregon? It hasn't even been a full year. This is a lot of remains that have been found. And I know that this is a very dense wooded area. So there's some dangerous terrain. um, But this seems like a lot to me. In August, Tammy's divorce would be finalized. And this is what her sister said.
1: They both filed for divorce and they both had attorneys. And apparently, according to law, you can still get a final lies divorce with one of the parties missing. Okay. So the divorce was finalized in August. My understanding is that they um, wanted, what they did was is they took half of the assets and put it in a trust for her. And once five years passes from the date she went missing, what's in the trust goes to her son.
0: So I would have more of a problem with this if half of the estate was not put into a trust for Tammy to go to her son if she does not return. If the entire estate went to her ex-husband, I would have a much bigger issue with this. Now, Erica does post something about the situation on the Finding Tammy Pitkin Facebook page. She says, It is time to stop all of the speculation regarding Tammy's so-called husband. My sister's divorce was finalized in August of this year. This happened while she was still missing. I spoke with her divorce attorney on file and they explained that it is legal. She also said, I've known about this since August and struggled if I should share this information with the group as more questions keep popping up about her husband. I've decided that he no longer deserves that title. Reese is Tammy's ex-husband. That's all in caps, by the way. He moved on with his life and could care less if she returns home safe or is ever found. I'm done trying to explain his behavior because there is really no explanation for anything he's done leading up to her disappearance and after. Let's focus on finding Tammy. Let's not focus on her ex. Mm-hmm. It sounds like that relationship is not doing super well. Totally understandable. Now, when I was researching Tammy's case, I did find a couple other missing person cases. So the first one I found was Kristen Dane Piliter. Kristen was from Susanna, California, which is about a hundred miles from where Tammy lived. She's 50 years old. Missing persons report was filed on January 10, 2023 by her father who had not heard from her in a couple of months. So that would mean that she potentially went missing around the same time or just after Tammy. This was unusual for her, but the last anyone heard from her was October of 2022. Sound familiar? Like maybe it's exactly the same month that Tammy was last seen? Tammy was last seen on October 17 and Kristen was last seen on October 21st. That's like a week difference. It was found that Kristen had called 911 for assistance, but her cell phone had disconnected before they could determine the issue of her location. Later that morning, it is reported that she was contacted on Highway 139 near Maryville Road and provided a ride to another location in the immediate area, but I could find no other information about what the issue she had had was. She is 5'9", 140 pounds, with blonde hair and green eyes. The next one I found was Chris Paisley Parker. And she was last seen on August 6th of 2023, so 10 months after Tammy, and about 400 miles away from where Tammy lived. She's 55 years old. She's 5'6", and 150 pounds, with blonde hair and blue or green eyes. She had two border collies with her when she disappeared, and her vehicle was found abandoned on 815 in the Eugene Mountains of Nevada by a hunter. And it was said that she may have been under mental distress at the time of her disappearance. So that's two other women who are about the same age as Tammy, about the same description as Tammy, both disappearing under strange circumstances, just like Tammy, and one of them even having two dogs with her and her abandoned car being found at the end of a road, a mountain road at that. Now, when I pull up a picture of all three of these women, because I pulled up their missing persons folder, I pulled up their... um, like the most recent photos taken of them. And honestly, they look like they could be sisters. The three of them have very similar looks to them. It's kind of wild, actually. So my question was, has anybody looked into these other cases to see if there could possibly be a connection? As far as I could tell, there's nothing work-related or personal life-related that connects these women besides the fact that they all vanished, that they all look similar in appearance. So I'm not sure if there's any kind of connection, but it's pretty crazy. There were also a couple of killers caught or active in the year that Tammy has been missing. So we have Ben Foster, who's 36. He's the Oregon torture suspect. Foster had been charged with kidnapping and torturing a woman with the intent to kill her. He would shoot himself during a standoff with police, and he also murdered two people while he was on the run. It was reported that this was not a random stranger that he had attacked, but that he knew her, But the two people he killed while he was on the run, it sounds like he did not know them. News Nation Ryan Bass reported that Foster was previously charged with five felonies in 2019, but pleaded down to one felony and one misdemeanor. There were other women that came forward saying that they had had a relationship with Foster and that he had abused them. So that's fun. So, definitely nothing that fits in the MO of Tammy or any of these other women, but somebody running around killing people in the general area. There's also Nagazi Zambiri. The FBI said Wednesday, September 2023, that police in Reno arrested 29 year old Nagazi Zambiri after he fled from his home in Klamath Falls, Oregon. He had kidnapped a woman in Washington and was holding her in a makeshift cell in his home in Oregon, but she was able to escape. He'd basically like built a cell out of cinder blocks and he was keeping her in there, which is just fucking terrifying. It is believed that this was not his first crime and he is said to be connected to attacks on women in California, Washington, Oregon, Colorado, Utah, Florida, New York, New Jersey, Alabama, and Nevada. His primary targets, though, do appear to be sex workers, so also doesn't fit with anything but still a crazy criminal running around around this time. Another thing I found while researching this case, six women were found murdered between February and May. Jessie Lee Colum, 38, is in jail on unrelated crimes, but he is the suspect in the murder of four women. After wide speculation that there was a serial killer running around Oregon, which police adamantly denied that they were connected, would eventually admit that they believe at least four of these bodies found, so four of the six, are connected. And they believe that this Jesse Lee is the one responsible. So the body of Kristen Smith, who's 22, was reported missing on December 22 of 2022, and she was found on February 29. Charity Lynn Perry, who's 24, was found in a culvert near E-Historic Columbia River Highway on April 24. The body of Bridget Leanne Ramsey Webster, 31, was located in Polk County. The body of Ashley Reel, 22, was reported missing on April 4, was found by Portland Bureau Police in a wooded area in Clackamas County. And then I believe the other two bodies are still unidentified, or at least one of them is unidentified based on the photos I have found of these six women who went missing or whose bodies were discovered. So Jesse Lee Colum, I think colon, I don't, I think it's colon. He had gone to prison in 2019 for burglary, possession of a stolen vehicle, injuring a cop and choking a police canine. But he was released from prison early due to the rampant spread of COVID through the prisons. He was released early with more than 1,000 other prisoners. So this guy probably shouldn't have even been out on the street, but that's where we're at. Now, I'm not sure what the connection to these bodies and this guy is, but most of these women are a bit younger So I'm not sure that there's any connection, but why are there so many bodies being found in Oregon? I do not understand. Some loose ends. I can't figure out why Tammy drove down the road that she drove down. She had a new car, and it sounds like taking her car to the end of this road where it was found would have potentially damaged the car. There are lots of rocks and trees. The bushes are overgrown and would be scraping at her car. Could she have driven on this road simply to let her dogs out of the car? That's really the only thing that I can think of. Or she was trying to get off the road, trying to get away from somebody. I'm not really sure. But why she ended up on this road, we have no idea. One thing I was wondering is maybe she got out to let the dogs out and one of them took off. And maybe she went after the dog or both dogs if they took off and then couldn't find her way back to the car. It's also possible that maybe she was running from someone. Did she have a reason for her paranoia? Like it was said by her coworkers that she would sit at her desk and just change her passwords over and over again. She left her phone and her electronics behind. What was driving her paranoia? Do you think that the was the paranoia maybe caused by her medication or something else going on? Or do you think it was just straight up like she was scared of him?
1: She was scared of him, I think.
0: Do you know, like, when did people start noticing that she was kind of becoming paranoid or her behavior was becoming more erratic? Was it like just a couple weeks before she disappeared, or I
1: would say around two to three weeks before? And she got cited for the setting of the fire thing,
0: the decoy. Yeah, I actually think that's really funny.
1: Yeah, and I talked to the neighbor and the neighbor was like, I came home and saw smoke coming from the backyard and I was like, she she looked over the fence and she's like, oh my God. And so she jumped over with a hose because she was going to try and put it out. And Tammy came to the back slider and was like, don't put that out. I said it. Well, good for you.
0: So the neighbor's like trying to help like put out the fire and she's like, oh no.
1: No, no. You let that thing burn.
0: I mean, he's lucky she didn't like pile all of his clothes and belongings Uh onto it, right? Yeah. Now, hopefully someday we will know what happened to Tammy. Until then, we can only speculate. If you know anything about the disappearance of Tammy Pitkin, please contact police. If you have any theories in this case, let me know. So, that was the case of Tammy Pitkin. Thank you so much for tuning in. Go and check us out on Patreon. I have bonus episodes there. Next week, we have a Patreon exclusive episode coming out. We are also getting our Christmas cards ready to send out. So anybody who signs up for Patreon before the first of the year will get a Christmas card in the mail from us. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will talk to you guys soon. And I want to end this episode with a message from Tammy's sister. Um, Well, is there anything that you feel is important for people to know about Tammy?
1: Well, I can tell you this. My sister is an amazing housewife, amazing mother, amazing sister, Uh, despite Growing up in a very toxic home with her mom, she became an amazing, amazing individual. Like, loving, caring, volunteers all her time at at shelters for animals. I mean, just... And she, I mean, what I would say is she would never just walk away from her son. I just, I don't see that being in the realm of her thought.
0: So in your mind, there is zero chance that Tammy took off and just started a new life somewhere else.
1: Yeah, I would say zero chance. Yeah, but she's an amazing person. And Anyone you talk to who in the Red Bluff area, in her community, will tell you how much they miss her and love her and how it weighs heavy on them because she's such a sweet person. One, two, three, four.